Hello and welcome to the February 2022 edition of the What's On Reading podcast and we are recording today at the University of Reading. Very specifically, we're in the Life Sciences building at the University of Reading, which is home of, well, the new home of the Cole Museum of Zoology, one of three museums that the university gives to Reading. And that's really what we're here to talk about, not necessarily specifically just museums, but the amount of other arts, cultural, heritage output that the university gives to Reading and that is part of Reading's cultural soup. And to talk about that, we have with us today from the Cole Museum of Zoology, try saying that three times fast, we have Professor Amanda Callahan. Hello. We have from the University Rock Society, we have Maddie. Hello. And from Reading University Drama Society, or RUDS for short, uh, we have Sarah. Hello. All of whom have wonderful stuff going on that you as our listeners may not know about, but we're going to find out a bit more. So seeing as you're playing host to us today, we will start with you, uh, Amanda. Tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what indeed the, the Cole Museum is. Well, um, I'm an academic at the University Teaching Zoology. I've been here for over 30 years. Um, and the museum is part of the teaching collection and the curator. And we've recently moved to this lovely new building um, and been able to redisplay everything, um, all of the animals that we've got. It's about 20% of our collection. And it's used to teach zoology so the students go from the practical class, the laboratories are right next door, and they come into um, the museum and they use it as a resource. It's, uh, it's wonderful. I, I've mentioned on, on, on previous editions of the podcast how fun it's been to watch on, on social media the, the sort of the migration, which is probably the most zoologically appropriate word, um, of, of from the old uh, location to this, this brand new building. It's been fun to keep up and it, it's been great that, that you kind of, well, you're not quite open again, but you're, you're already starting to do stuff because we've had some of your talks on the site already. Yes, yes, we've started um, a programme of public talks and um, we're hoping that more members of the public will come in the future. It's very much aimed at the community, it's not aimed internally at the university. So far a number of people have come, but they're all fun, um, they're, they're sort of um, at the right level for somebody who doesn't need to know anything about science to come along, um, and hopefully in the future we'll have more events for the general public and we'll be open for families to come around. Um, we're currently opening for schools, so we've had some school groups in already, and scout groups, etc. It's such a, a wonderful place, and it, it, I mean, you, you say you, you've been teaching here for, for 30 years, and I, I, that means you were teaching here when I was at Reading University, um, which was when I graduated 21 years ago. 20, yes, I would have been here. What were you doing? So I was, I was studying film and drama, as it was called then, yes. film, television, and theatre studies, as it is now, yes. and we were based on Bournemouth campus, as was, which is now that. a housing estate. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I have very little actual links to the current University of Reading in terms of geography, but I am one of the many people who made Reading a home after coming yes, to university here. Even I didn't realise just how much there was for the general public on on campus, which is so great to have something like this, and uh, and, and obviously the Merle, um, who are great friends of, of the podcast, and and the Your Museum, um, who are, are finally open again after lockdown and all that. You know, where else in Reading can you see an elephant skeleton? 
Yes. I mean, yes. if there is somewhere else in Reading you can find an elephant skeleton, please let us know, because I'd love to know who's got one. And the camel, we've now got a camel skeleton. So the camel, camel skeleton that we have um, was in a, a sort of big storeroom for many years because it was so dirty and filthy. You wouldn't want to put it out, really. And it's been professionally cleaned, and he's down there now, and pride of place in the museum, keeping Norman, the elephant company. <laughs> That's got to be a niche business. Professional camel skeleton cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> well, the person the person who did the cleaning is called Nigel Larkin, and he was on television recently. He was one of the people involved in um, digging up the Rutland dragon, the big ichthyosaur that was found. Ah, yes. Yes, and he's he's a research associate at the university, so he's been doing a lot of work with us on the museum, and he put the elephant back together, and we all carried him over in his van. The elephant or Nigel? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, we've named one of our specimens after him, so we've now got a proto ichthyosaur model called Nigel. Of course, why yes. not? <laughs> <laughs> well, we will come back to you, uh, Amanda, but we'll go next uh, around in the circle uh, to uh, Maddie from the Rock Society. So again, please tell our listeners who, who you are and who the Rock Society is. Um, yeah. Yes, well, I'm, I'm Maddie, obviously, I'm a third year uh, art student and um, I've been president of the Rock Society for two years now. Uh, first year was during Covid, so everything was online and that was a bit of a pain, you know, like organising socials and keeping the society going while Covid was happening, we couldn't meet up in person. But now, like, we've, we've made the most of it, we've made the most of all the, the opportunities in town, we've, like, formed loads of links with people in town, um, found, like, a lot of the... We basically want to give our members an alternative experience at university. So if people aren't, you know, interested in going to like all the, the mainstream clubs in town, we'll find the alternative like rock nights and alternative nights. Um, someone we frequent we, like all the time is Purple Turtle. We, yep. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, that's our favourite haunt. We always go there. Um, but we also try to you know focus on um, uh, non-drinking socials. We on things like day trips we've been to like Thorpe Park we've ventured to other unis to like support them with their um their ventures um yeah we just kind of we were we're just a society that loves music and we want to make um things really accessible and inclusive for people so even if you don't love rock music you can still like come along and join and um, we just try to kind of foster a really good community and that's yeah that's been like the main goal of this year to make up for the, the previous year where everything was very virtual. Yes, making up for lost time is uh, is a theme across everyone doing events and and and, and activities uh, across Reading. And um, when when we first spoke, it was end of last year or very beginning of, of of this year because I spotted that you guys had a gig coming up with local Reading bands, not just you know kind of a, a university centric event, and it was it was open to everyone. Yes, yeah, it was, and I think that's that's um, that was a big turning point in how we kind of saw the link between our society and, and, and town because we had, you know, we had lots of external people coming along. We had um, Rich from Soundcheck who came along, and you know, I got chatting to him, and he wanted to kind of form a link between the uni and, and town as well. Um, we had an external band from Norfolk come down, um, and you know, people found out about them. Um, we had a local uni band as loud as a mouse play for us, and. Reading Locals Masquerader and it, it was just like a testament to how much music can bring everybody together from you know every different different walk of life and, and part of Reading um, 
yeah, it was really, it was really successful. And then, you know, when you reached out to me, I was over the moon because I wanted to, you know, um, strengthen that link between uni and town, and that definitely helped with getting out on what's already. So, do we have more gigs planned? That, that I mean, I'm not saying you have to announce something here and now, but I mean, is this gonna carry on? A hundred percent. Like this, this was just like just the start, basically. And um, we're currently in in process in the process of um, kind of putting on a variety show with a lot of the art societies in the uni. And we're going to try and get it in a venue in town, but if we can't do that, we'll do it on, on campus. Um, and then we're going to open it to the public and hopefully get a fundraiser going. And yeah, just again, like just open the floor to people in town who don't really know there are things going on at the uni, but we'll make sure that word gets out and we get a larger audience again. And your mention of other societies is a very good segue over <laughs> to Sarah from <laughs> Rudd's. Again, as I've asked the other two panellists, uh, please feel free to introduce yourself and, and tell, tell everyone who you are and, and who, who Ruds are. Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm Sarah. I'm a second year film and theatre student, like you are. Yeah, I, like, like Maddie said, last year it was all online because of COVID. So this year, Ruds has basically gone full force. Loads of exciting things happening at the moment. Um, earlier this year, we've had things like Rough Sketch, which is an opportunity for uh, writers and directors and that sort of thing to all come together and put forward their own original pieces of work. And then at the moment, we've obviously got the spring play and the spring musical, which gives an opportunity to put on performances that people really like or that people have wanted to put forward. So there's loads of different opportunities throughout the year to, to put yourself forward depending on what you what you enjoy. So if you're a writer, we've had you know opportunities for writers. If you're a performer, if you are in tech, or if you you know if you just want to meet some people and have a good time. I mean, those of people in Rudd's <laughs> have never done drama before in their life and just wanted to have some fun with with some uh, with some cool people. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a really good time to be part of Rudd's definitely. And you did a panto at Christmas. Yes, yeah, that was um, that was Autumn's sort of project that she wanted to, the president of Rods. Um, but yeah, again, that was written from scratch. So there was a, a writer's room and everyone basically put forward their best panto ideas. Um, all of the all of the cliches, everything you love. <laughs> and <laughs> basically, yeah, we had a, a show out of it, um, which ran for one night in December, um, but yeah, it was a big success and everyone was getting in the Christmas spirit, so <laughs> yeah, that was another new thing to put forward. That's that's great, and and all your events are open to the public, again, it's, it's one of the, even I thought that they were kind of just for fellow students and, and so on, but, but everything's open to the public. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there's sort of when you, even when you're booking tickets, you can see there's a, a student price and a non-student price. So it's really promoting that idea that you don't have to be a student to, to come and watch. And even even to participate in RODS, we have a few non-student members of the society who, who have sort of come just because it's a, a nice alternative to amateur theatre companies, for example, who don't have that sense of 
community that we do in Rudson. So I know with our spring musical at the moment, loads of people have got friends and family from all across the country coming to watch it. So it should be a really, yeah, really fun experience. So tickets are, are flying out. So if, if from all over the country. So if you if you do fancy coming to see the Rudds musical, which is it's Sunshine on Leith, which is probably not the most known musical but it's it's all the music from the proclaimers so it's set in set in scotland and it's yeah well, that's all i can say really without giving too much away is that it's music from the proclaimers jukebox musical and it's absolutely great fun yeah i'm sure it is because there was a film wasn't there which um... there was yeah so i think it was it was george george Mackay was the lead from um 1917 but other than that, it's a bit underground, not very well known, which is another reason for us to do it because we wanted to sort of promote promote it a bit more because it's not very well known. Yes, everyone's got a perception of what Guys and Dolls is supposed to look like and, and so on. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was sort of one that when um, the producer Molly, she came up with the idea for it, people sort of went, Okay, <laughs> you might have to elaborate on that and sort of sell people a bit, but now everyone is completely sold on it and it is just, it's the most fun to be a part of it. I'm sure it is. I'm having a, a bit of a Proustian moment going back to my days doing <laughs> musical theatre as a, as, a, as a youth. Uh, a bit of an open question for everyone then. How good is your relationship with the town of Reading as sort of different corners of the university? I suppose it depends on how you define what that means. We, we have people who can just come into the museum. Uh, we are going to have opening times in the future, but we do encourage people to come in. And we do have events. And I was going to ask you whether you do comedy, um, Sarah, because we've had comedy nights in the old museum. We used to have comedy nights. Oh. And it would be quite fun to have a comedy night um, in this new building in the new museum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have some um, <laughs> some definite comedians <laughs> in the society. So, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. cool. yeah. that's very much aimed at the, the general public. Wow, a comedy night surrounded by animal skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that would be that would be a really fun yeah. thing. I, I was a bit uh, slightly disappointed when you started talking about rock society. I was thinking, oh, rocks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We've like had that misconception yeah. so many times, and so somebody came up in freshers' period and said, "Are you the rock climbing society?" We were like, "No, it's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like music." <laughs> Yeah. Well, music's good as well. We've got a lot of fossils, so I, I instantly think rocks, I think of fossils. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's easily done. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're, we're doing a joint social with the um, Archaeology Society soon. Oh, and we, we thought we are going to like milk the puns a lot. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, rocks and rocks. Oh, <laughs> the same with the Zoology Society. Yeah, that would be yeah. very interesting. Lots of animal songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We've had a, a Geological Society have come around. So we definitely we definitely sort of invite societies to come and uh, we can we can put on tours for people if they want. Um, people just need to contact us and, and tell us what they want. Yeah. And we are we are hoping in the future to put on much more for families. And um, at the moment we're just, we're just sort of concentrating on moving everything and getting things labelled. And once all that's done, then then the fun will start hopefully. Yes. Once the house is is, is ready, then yes. you invite people in. Yes. I would say mostly through our socials is the best way of sort of getting involved with activities in the town and sort of you know like forming trips and that sort of thing really helps to to sort of get to know the town a bit better um, it's definitely a great way of finding finding like your bearings in Reading um, 
And I think we also do things like, you know, collaborations with other societies that also allow even more interaction um, with people across the community. So, yeah, I definitely think being part of a society is, is a great way of sort of immersing yourself in the community uh, of Reading. I would say, like, the town, even though we have this beautiful campus, the, the town is definitely, like, the centre of, like... The activities for Rocksock. We, we, you know, we've uh, recently went on like a, a music shop tour in Reading, and you know, I took like everybody around to, to see all the the music shops they might not have um, heard of before. Um, and we always look for like new venues or like pubs that are doing open mics, different music venues. We have a, a really strong connection with the Face Bar because like we're, we're friendly with the management there, and we've put on gigs there before and hired out the rooms, and we've you know. Yeah, so we've got a great relationship with some of the venues and um, um, we've recently been involved with um, Storm in a Teacup. Yes. Um, and that's been, that's been really fun, so it's been great to like discover another venue um, and then show it to all the society members and then you get talking to the people in the venue and make other friends that are you know not part of the society but we'll see them along the way because we'll be going to the same events. So um, it is a really like fun way to connect with like-minded people in in a town um yeah it's just been it's been really positive and i think that like it's really important to keep that connection because like you said at the beginning it's it's better not to keep the university and the town as two separate entities they need to like work in um congruence with each other because you know it, it's, it's a university town um so yeah i think it's better to keep them connected rather than separate Absolutely, and I know, I know that historically there's there has been a little bit more of a not quite an us and them, but I I think there have been some barriers that that I I really feel are starting to 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 break down. Has sort of the Im- impact of COVID had any impact on on that, or or indeed on how how you all operate? I suppose. Amanda, you know the the, yeah. the move coinciding with everything yeah, closing down it probably would have been closed anyway. Yeah, yeah, probably worked in your favour somewhat. So one of the things that has stopped is that we do go out into the community with the museum. It's not just people coming to us, um, and the museum is run with volunteers. So we have volunteers who aren't just our students, but we also have people in the local community who come in and volunteer with us. And our students, um, they, they do have what's called a pop-up museum. And the pop-up museum can go out to events and they've gone out to sort of local schools and fates and um, taken specimens with them and the students sort of design it and and go out with it and it's an opportunity for them to sort of have an outreach interaction with the community and uh, you know we're hoping that that will start up again but that's not been possible um, during COVID but I know that the university is very keen um, to make very strong links with the local community, we definitely want to see be seen as a sort of a hub of of a community. I think um, COVID kind of, in a, in a strange way, kind of benefited us because as soon as we kind of got back to some sense of normality, we were all really really eager to go and support the independent venues that we love. Um, I, I remember Turtle Purple Turtle was um, kind of under quite a big threat of kind of on the verge of shutting down basically and. It was really lovely to see the community come together and everybody in the university as well to, to keep it afloat. There were lots of donations being given to them and we just did up it just kind of motivated us all to, to go out and support these these small businesses and, and independent venues and 
it kind of humbled everybody and, and made them realise how important they are um, to, to the society and how essential they are to our experience at, at the university. So it was, um, it was kind of, yeah, a motivating factor to, to just get back out there and make the most of it. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that in the sense that because a lot was missed out on last year with COVID, it's definitely caused a lot more drive this year with everything going on. I know last year for me as a first year, I was so desperate to join societies, but obviously with COVID, they were all online and it wasn't the same. So this year I just completely threw myself into it um, and just tried to get involved in as many ways possible. And I definitely think that is one way that it's it's allowed us to benefit because people have realised that social uh, interaction and you know sort of meeting new people at university is like a, is a key aspect of it. Um, so yeah, in that sense, I think it's definitely meant this year has just been that extra bit special, and people have people have put themselves forward a bit more. So obviously, all all three of you are on. I mean, not personally but all three of your organisations are on What's On Reading. So uh, all our listeners can, can find out about you there. But if people want to get in touch and get involved or find out what you've got going on, how can they do that? And we'll start again with Amanda, because that's how we've been doing this. <laughs> well, in lots of ways. Um, we're on Twitter. So our handle on Twitter is at Colzoology. And that's a good way of finding out what's going on and what people can do. And we certainly um, put things on there if we've got events coming up. Um, and the other thing is to go and look at our website. So we've got a new website and it's got all of the details on it as to how to contact us. And so if you, if you go onto that website, then hopefully it's fairly easy to, to find ways. And certainly we, we would encourage, um, we used to have quite a lot of school groups coming. Um, and, you know, with us, we were shut before COVID and then COVID happened. And we've not really had school groups coming back so much. We've had a couple coming in, but we really do want to start that up again. So if there are any teachers listening, um, do consider coming along to us. And we're very happy to try and develop some um, materials to go along with your curricula um, and, and you know, hopefully go forward and, and do much more with the community than we have done up to now um, with this fantastic view museum and... Uh, Hopefully. It's a, it's a shame we're on radio and you can't see it. So. <laughs> we'll take some photos as, yeah. uh, as, we, leave, as we leave so we can uh, at least show how we... I've, I've already taken one before we recorded looking down on the museum and, uh, yeah. and that, that was a little scary. Yeah, I think we need to go up onto the third floor and look down because it's very vertiginous down up there, but it's, it's an amazing view of the museum. It doesn't sound like I do want to go up there, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, the society we're on Facebook um, and uh, University of Reading Rock Society. I did accidentally misspell university and I can't change it, but it will come up. <laughs> um, and we're on Instagram at uh, Reading Rock Society. Um, and we're on the, if you go on the Students' Union uh, website, we're under Rock Society there and you can find all of our uh, information there and a little bit more about us. And so, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and the Students' Union website. Um, yeah, so we're also on Facebook and Instagram. I believe just under Reading University Drama Society. Yeah, all of the updates about everything that's happening at the moment. And if you're interested in joining the society or want to come and watch one of our events, then you can go onto the Rusu website and yeah, Drama Society on there. And you should yeah, you can find tickets for the play, which is a Midsummer Night's Dream. 
and the musical which, yeah, as I've said, is Sunshine on Me. So, before we go, and just because this just came to me and so I'm going to ask it anyway, uh, Amanda, what's your favourite animal? Oh, please don't ask me that. I hate people <laughs> asking me that. Probably, because um, I love so many animals, it's probably um, a type of uh, sea slug that you've probably never heard of called uh, Acanthodorus pelosa, which is a sort of white, slightly fluffy looking slug that lives in the sea that's very cute. And I named my cat Doris after it. That's a brilliant answer. <laughs> Maddie, what's your favourite album? Album? Oh, crikey. Well, I was going to say band, but I figured that might be too easy. Um, album is harder. Okay, what's your favourite band? Uh, okay, I'll go with uh, Idols. Okie dokie. Sarah, what's your favourite play? Um, well, I'll go with musical, because I'm more of a musical person, but wicked. Yeah. Excellent. Never done that before, may not ever do that again. Don't know if it worked, but I liked it. Um, and thank you all for, for <laughs> obliging me on that. And indeed, uh, for joining me uh, today. It's, it's been a wonderful conversation. I hope you at home have learned a little bit more about the cultural output that the university provides for Reading. And uh, hopefully we will become, you know, not just a, here's Reading and here's the university, but we're all just one big cultural soup. And uh, you can have as many ladles as you like. So thank you for your time, everyone. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next month. Don't forget to subscribe.